Hello there and welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. How are you? Thank you for hitting on the button. Hope you're well. Hope you've enjoyed the sunshine over in the UK this week and uh, looking forward to a good weekend. And thank you as ever to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Good team, fantastic Bang Olufsen equipment, but through that company, Serene AV as well, can source you whatever suits your needs, your vision, your budget. Just get in touch with Jason Briggs and his team, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham website or B&O underscore Cheltenham on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you too for Cytoplan, their association with the podcast. Cytoplan, a food-based supplement company. Food-based meaning supplements are digested as food would be, so stand a better chance of, of getting into your system. Based not far from me, I'm in Cheltenham in the west of England. They're just up the road in a beautiful village called Hanley Swan. But more to the point, we've been taking their supplements as a family for 20 plus years under the stewardship of my father, Dr. Mark Draper, who's a general practitioner here in the UK in the Cotswolds, but also above and beyond that, lectured in micronutrition, worked with Cytoplan on the constituents of a lot of their vitamins, including the multivitamins and trace elements is an area of interest for him, selenium and zinc, and his concern over the depletion in the soil, the relative depletion and ongoing depletion in UK soil due to mass industrial farming. Also, this bearing in mind with kind of filling that gap in our nutritional sort of portfolio as people is that our caloric intake, even though we're putting on weight generally in the West, being overweight, we're actually taking in less calories, so perhaps less vitamins associated with that as well. So maybe we need to supplement to bridge that gap because we're not moving around too much, are we? Which hopefully will change after the pandemic and new health-focused consciousness in the public, but we shall see. But cytoplan.co.uk, very pleased to say they're offered a 30% discount initially with the podcast, 10% thereafter. And if you go to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, you get a 30% discount upfront, 10% thereafter with the code DRAPER10R-D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, my last name, the numerals one zero and the capital letter R. So I hope you, uh, good luck with that. I take Immune Complete 2 as a multivitamin, vitamin you might say if you're in the States or Australia and then uh, fish oil as well alongside that as a staple and add little things like glucosamine for joints and stuff uh, they're here and there and still pay for the supplements albeit at that discounted rate so hopefully that is some sort of endorsement i think it's important to use these things to pay for them as well it demonstrates um bona fide commitment anyway thank you for listening to the podcast uh, this is a really interesting one actually with kayla harrison who is a two-time judo champion at 2012 in london 2016 in rio now translated that into a fantastic mma career mixed martial arts with the professional fighters league their 2019 lightweight champion and she's uh, going well again through i believe to the semi-final stage here in 2021 but she fights again at the end of august but above that she's actually in her personal life the last year or so during the pandemic in florida had to adopt or in the process of adopting her nephew and niece nephew was one niece was seven and now a year older but talk about the complications of psychology of being a carer one minute a surrogate mum and then having to to fight and getting the arena in the cage so it's very interesting look at that and just other aspects of, of being a fighter so here it is uh, the one and only Kayla Harrison this is an interview for Sky Sports my day job uh, Ed Draper I'm a sports broadcaster in the UK and uh, this was uh, put on the Sky Sports YouTube page if you want to see the video of it appreciate Sky letting me share it with you hope you enjoy it Kayla Harrison MMA fighter.
good man. Okay, Kayla, you happy? You ready to go? I'm good, yeah. Good stuff. I'll do a quick intro and then uh, come to you. Hello there. Welcome to another Mixed Martial Arts Conversation for Sky Sports. Very pleased to say the PFL's Kayla Harrison, two-time Olympic gold medalist as well, joins us now, I believe, from Florida, Kayla. Fresh from training today as well. How's it all going? Yeah, I literally just got off the mat, but it's going good. Training's going great. Um, it's pretty, it's always sunny when you're in Florida, so life is good. I can't complain. <laughs> Yeah, it's warm here, but we're most in shock at the moment with it, trying to deal with that in the UK. We're not, we're not used to it, so um, we'll bear, bear with us. But I'm just wondering how you, how you reflect on, on the upcoming fight, the journey. Obviously, we had the pandemic year. Is, does the motivation remain as high in the cage as it was in 2019 when you're retracing these steps and trying to repeat that success? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I have a goal. Um, I have a dream to be one of the greatest to ever do it. And every time I step in that cage, I'm putting that legacy on the line. I'm putting my you know, safety, career, health, all of it on the line. And I take that very seriously. And, um, but it's something I love, you know, I thrive under that pressure. I enjoy the bright lights. And as soon as the fight's over, I can't wait to get back in there again. So. And when you go in there as well, obviously the, the paramount thing is winning, but what about the evolution of you as a fighter? Obviously you came in with the judo, amazing, phenomenal judo background. Is it about adding other things to your armory or do things just happen instinctively in there that, that perhaps you, you notice that you're developing when you react differently? Yeah, I think I, I'm never going to shift from my foundation. You know, I, I'm a two-time Olympic champion in judo for a reason. That's, that's my base. That's always going to be my base and my comfort zone. Um, but I think that was one of the blessings of the pandemic was having a whole year just to focus on becoming a well-rounded mixed martial artist. You know, there were, there was a lot of struggle. There was a lot of bad times. There was a lot of um, frustration for everyone in the entire world. But, you know, for me, the, the silver lining was that I got to go train every single day. I got to get 1% better every day and become um, I, what I feel is a very well-rounded mixed martial artist. So, Yeah. Yeah, well, it certainly seems that way, doesn't it? A TKO victory so far, an armbar as, as well in the PFL season this time around. So you've got the, the skills coming up. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we're, we're at the Olympic cycle now with, with judo at the Tokyo Games. How do you assess the foundations it gave you for a career in MMA? Because at the moment, there'll be young people out there who'll be pondering, do I follow one martial art and then transfer to MMA or do I follow a bespoke route? Because that bespoke route is kind of opened up, hasn't it? Oh, for sure. I think, you know, for men's MMA, especially, they're a little bit ahead in terms of how long they've been around. You know, you're not seeing, you are seeing like high level wrestlers, high level judo players, high level um, athletes cross over, but more and more, you just see mixed martial artists. You know, they start in, at an MMA gym and they learn MMA. And, you know, I think judo is a great background um, because you have the, the stand up and the ground game as well. But, you know, 90% of the techniques that I learn our MMA techniques. You know, I'm not learning strictly boxing. I'm not learning strictly kickboxing. I'm learning, you know, things that are developed and my coaches have developed for MMA. So. Yeah. I just wonder an interesting when you assess things. I know you've, you've commented on Clarissa Shields debut and perhaps saying that she needs a bit of work to do. Do you believe that things like the judo and jujitsu, are they a better grounding initially for MMA than, than say the boxing coming in? Is it easier to build the striking upon the foundation of, of being able to get to, to work on the ground? I mean, I think his, history shows that, yes, you know, if you're a wrestler, you're way more likely to be successful in MMA than if you were a, a high-level boxer transitioning over. And I, I think that just has to do with, like, 
grappling is a weird, hard thing to learn, you know, with the balance and the, it's like a very, it's funky, you know, and it's not, I think the best base you can have for MMA is wrestling period. I think mm -hmm. that if you are a good wrestler, you're able to survive pretty much. You, you can, you can pick up submissions quickly. You can learn how to defend submissions. You can build your striking, but you're going to be able to take someone down and ride and ground and pound and, and win fights that way. So I think definitely grappling is a better base to start with, but it's not impossible. I mean, it, nothing is impossible. Is it a psychological base as well as a physical one? Do you feel it's that sort of attritional mentality that it builds? I don't know. You know, I, I've done some boxing sparring and, and like just pure boxing when I first started. And um, I think the workouts are super hard. You know, I've never had a harder workout than a wrestling workout. Um, mm. Just physically, physically, but I mean, if you're a high level athlete, you're a high level athlete. Like you're going to yeah. be, you're going to be tough. That's not, that's not an issue. <laughs> Did, did, did it, you know, seem to cool a few people's jets in terms of the Cresta Shields performance, seeing where she is, seeing where you are? Did it deflate you to a certain extent? Because I know financially there's a lot of interest in terms of the attention on, on that potential matchup. How do you how do you reflect upon it? No, I mean, to be honest with you, I never um, I hadn't really been thinking about fighting her at all. Um and when she she messaged me and said she was joining the PFL, I was happy for her, pumped for her. I think that um, she's a great next step in the PFL's legacy. I think that it's an amazing business move for her. I think it's exciting. Um, and I was proud, you know, I was proud that I helped create a 155 pound division somewhere where an athlete such as her could go. Where before, you know, she has openly stated she can't make 145. So we made a place for her to go and I'm proud of that. But I'm not. I don't really fight for money. Obviously money is important and it makes the world go around, but I wasn't like looking for a big payday or anything, having Clarissa come over. I just want to see, I think that strong women want strong women to succeed, you know, and that's, I want her to succeed. Yeah. And a lot of fans want to see the strong women get in together and of course compete <laughs> no, as well. I, <laughs> I know, but I'm just wondering about Amanda Nunes as well. I know you train, train with her at an yeah. American top team. That's something you haven't ruled out and you've, you've not even ruled it out in the sense of changing your training plans. If you were in the same organization, because of the respect that you have for each other, you could make that work. Yeah, I feel like, again, this is all, you know, the what ifs, the, the dream matchups for MMA fans and stuff. And look, I have nothing but respect for Amanda. I love Amanda and Nina. I think they're awesome, awesome parents, mm. full awesome champions. Um, and we're not in the same league. We're not in the same weight class. It, if it happens, it happens. But for right now, we just, you know, I think it's, Again, I want to see her succeed. I know she wants to see me succeed. It's just nothing but good vibes over here. Yeah, you've carved out that 155 division in the PFL, as you say there. Do you feel that there is a, a more diverse sort of spectrum of organizations now that get respect for, for women's MMA, for men's MMA, for the whole sport that it's, it seemed to be five, 10 years ago? People thought the UFC and MMA were the same thing, whereas it, it seems that people are aware now of, of the different, different divisions, different leagues. Definitely. I think MMA is the fastest growing sport in the world, especially for women. Um, and I think that UFC has been a monopoly in the past, but there's tons of room for improvement. There's tons of room for competition, healthy competition. I think it's good for the fighters. I think it's good for the organizations. Um, and I do see that there, there's starting to be a little bit of a, a chink um, in the armor and, and we're starting to see some more organizations come up and have really exciting fights, big fights um you know becoming household names slowly but surely it's going to take time the ufc's been around the longest it 
basically start, you know, it started this, so it's going to take time, but I have no doubt that 10 years from now, it'll be a completely different conversation than we're having right now. Yeah, certainly so, as you mentioned, I think Peter Murray told us that it was 400 million, 500 million fans worldwide for MMA, so that's really impressive. You mentioned Amanda Nunes' parenting and, and her partner, Nina. Uh, have you drawn on, on, on any inspiration from them? <laughs> of course, now you've got two children of your own. It's quite a pandemic for everyone, but you've, you've become know. a mum as well. So what, what, how, how much of an education has that been? Talk about the cage lessons, but the lessons of life that you've had to go through. Uh-huh. It's been awesome. I, like you said, I became the guardian um, of my niece and nephew. I'm actually in the process of adopting them now. Um, and man, you want to talk about, listen, I thought that fighting was hard. I thought that getting punched in the face was hard. I thought that like trying to get out of an arm bar was hard preparing for a fight, the stress, the pressure, Olympic gold medals. Oh my God. It's so hard. No, absolutely not. No. As to all of the parents of the world, I salute you all the good parents of the world. I salute you. I applaud you. Um, it has definitely been the toughest challenge of my life to date, but also by far the most rewarding and just the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. I've never been happier, which is crazy because I've had a lot of good, good moments in my life, but I've never been more at peace. I've never been happier than where I am right now. Peace is interesting. Do you feel it liberates you? Because I know you've made comments in the past, and I think a lot of athletes that I've spoken to across sports have said that you have to be very selfish as a professional athlete because it's all about your own preparation. Whereas I suppose this is suddenly you're, you, you, you've become the third most important person in the discussion. Yes. Yes. I think it has, I think in a weird way, kind of just like letting all of that go and, and realizing like, dude, it's just a fight. Like it's just a job. It's just that by letting all of that go, it's made me, even better. It's made me more relaxed, which was something mm. I probably struggled with before because I was, I'm such a perfectionist. I'm so hard on myself. I want to be the best so badly. And I was so good at judo and I'm not as good at MMA yet. And I just like really was frustrated with that. But now I'm like, you're doing great. This is great. You get to go. <laughs> and it's also my outlet now. Like when I have a hard day at home and when we're having a two-year-old tantrum and mommy's about to have, like, I get to go punch someone in the face. So <laughs> I get to get it out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is a good outlet. I mean, do you use it as, as fuel in that sense? Because it's interesting when in combat sports, there's always discussion. Traditionally, it's been with, with fathers, I suppose. It's got a longer history on the male side, but they've always tried to separate themselves from their children in the build-up to, to fights. How do you work that? Because a psychological switch from being loving yeah. to then being violent, do you find that hard? I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I've always sort of been able to turn it on and off. Like, I've always been type A, but been able to be very sociable and, and have good family life. Um, but I took the kids with me to my fight when I had to do the bubble for 17 days, the kids came with me. We stayed in a hotel together. We had a little Mm. adventure. Um, and it's not, it was almost, again, I think it is like a healthy distraction for me because I love them. And because it, it brings me joy and brings me peace. Like it is stressful, obviously being in a hotel room with a two-year-old and eight-year-old for 17 days. I don't (laughs) recommend if you're trying to like, but I'm not sitting there for 17 days thinking about the fight. Now I'm sitting there and I'm playing, you know, 47 games of back toe. So (laughs) does it, does the, does the eight, is the eight year old aware of of what you're doing? Cause she, she must be a little little bit older. So she kind of knows. Yeah. That's judo. So she, Kyla, my niece, um, she did judo in Ohio before she moved down here. ATT hasn't opened up their, um, youth programs yet, but we have mats at the house. We do judo together. I'm trying to get some of the kids in the area to start coming to do judo lessons. 
And Emery, the two-year-old, he's going to be my problem because he <laughs> left. when they went to the fight with me, I had mats in my room and I was training. So now he like does ground and pound and stuff on his stuffed animals. And he like, he's always attacking his sister, like trying to take it down. And I'm like, he's two oh, years man. old in the 88th percentile for his height and weight. So he's a big boy. And I'm like, Emery, you cannot, like, we don't punch. We don't like, how do I tell him? Don't do what I do. Just don't yeah. do it. That's tough. Unless you're in a cage with a referee. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Jojo, we only do it with mommy. So it's going to be interesting, but she, I mean, she loves it. Would you, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, would you back them getting into the sport of MMA? Would you, would you be behind Ooh. them? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just train it's, maybe. Yeah, no, absolutely. My kids are going to do martial arts a hundred percent. They have no choice about that because I just think Number one, sports emulate life. Martial arts is such a good mind-body workout, the self-discipline, the self-respect, um, learning self-defense, all of those things that it teaches you at a young age and instills in you, the confidence it gives you. I, I mean, I used to teach the four to six-year-old class um, way back when, before I won the Olympics or anything. And I remember having little kids come in and hide behind their moms and you know, screaming, didn't want to get on the mat and terrified. And three weeks later, you know, they're, yes, sensei, no sensei. And, you know, watching their eyes light up when they threw another kid, just that inner confidence that it brings you. Um, my kids are definitely going to do martial arts, but MMA, that is a different story. That's an, that's a business and it's a dog eat dog world. So if they really wanted to do it, I would support it. Of course, I'm going to support them no matter what they do, but I'm going to just hopefully push them towards like tennis or golf or <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can get a kind of tennis elbow, but it's not quite as severe as some of the uh, the injuries you might get in MMA. Yeah, for sure. What, just we I touched on the Olympics at the top. What are your reflections? Obviously, you had fantastic experience winning those medals in the gold medals in London and Rio. A little bit different, it's fair to say, for the people out in Tokyo. How do you feel for them? What do you make of it? Yeah, I think that um, man, that it's going to be. This is tough. You know, I think this is in the history of the Olympics aside from wars, you know, this is probably going to be the most challenging um, games to date. And I think, um, you know, the, the good news is you get to compete. And as an athlete, as a, as a competitor, the greatest gift you can be given is the opportunity to compete, you know, and, and that's one of my favorite things about the Olympics is it's not the motto is Sidious Audius Sportius. It's, faster, higher, stronger. It's not fastest. It's not highest. It's not strongest. It's all about going out there and doing your absolute best. And I know that, you know, these athletes have trained hard for five years now. They've put everything into it and they're going to go out there and they're going to perform to their absolute best. And the, the fans, you think that won't take too much away from the ability to set those records and those standards? I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. You'll probably have some people overperform just because it feels like it's a training session. Mm -hmm. And you'll probably have some people who are used to the, the hype and the bright lights and the fanfare, and they might not perform as well. I think it's going to be a, I, I am expecting an Olympic school of surprises, shocks. Well, let's hope so. What do you think about, um, I know Peter Murray has been big on this, your CEO at Professional Fighters League, uh, MMA in the Olympics, a lot of martial arts in the Olympics, boxing is there as well. Could you, could you yeah. see a future for, for MMA given its fan base as well globally? I think there is hope, but to be an Olympic sport, you have to have, you have to have the viewership, you have to have participation. So you have to have so many countries participating you have to have um, complete equality for men and women. Um, 
and you have to have one unified government. So that's a big one that MMA is going to have to overcome that hurdle where it's not mm. promote for promotion. It's not, oh, this country does it this way. This country does it that way. It has to be one unified set of rules. And I think getting MMA people to agree on anything is going to be challenging, but you never know. It would be <laughs> an to have MMA in the Olympics would be, it would be tough. Like it would have to be some kind of amateur style where you wear shin guards and headgear. Like, could you imagine if Max Holloway faces Dustin Poirier in the first round and then two days later, you know, Dustin advances to have to fight Conor McGregor. Like you would have, there would be so many canceled fights because everyone would be too banged up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Out, but it would be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know how you'd reduce the rounds because in boxing they do less rounds, but in MMA right. you only have three or five anyway. So maybe it'd be right. like one, one round or, or yeah. one, three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, hard, it'd be hard to figure out. You mentioned Dustin Poirier. How proud of you? Were, how proud of him were you? I'm so proud. He's just like, he just embodies, you know, what I believe in a champion should be. You know, he's a family man. Um, he's a giving man. He has a charity. He's doing all kinds of stuff for his hometown, for the world. Um, and not only that, but he took the hard road, you know, he didn't cut any, cut any corners. He didn't take any escalators or elevators to get to where he is. He fought the toughest of the toughest. He, he lost, he, he built his way back up. Um, and he is truly, you know, he's a diamond in this sport. And I think that people should appreciate him while he's here. Cause it's, I mean, that's, he's a one of one. Yeah, yeah, certainly so. And uh, would you back him in the fourth match if it ever happens against Connor? Uh, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Uh, let me <laughs> talk about your um, your opponent from New Zealand coming up then in, in yeah. PFL. Uh, from a kickboxing Muay Thai background as well, how do you assess Jenna Fabian? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight. Um, you know, we were actually scheduled to fight in 2019, the, sem the semifinals then, but she pulled out due to illness something happened I don't know so we never got that fight but I've been preparing for it since October of 2019 um she's a southpaw I'm a southpaw she's a striker I'm a grappler I think it's really going to be about who can go out there and you know instill their will and implement their game plan mm. are you most wary it's early on in the fight is that the key for you just to be when you when you're against a striker are they most dangerous in the opening seconds I mean Everyone tends to run, you know, no one really like, no one's ever charged me or come at me. So just patience, walk them down, patience, you know, be, be smart, be, be aware, always keep my hands up. Um, but I haven't, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm ready for no. anything. Are you ever yeah. out of, in the PFL, is anyone ever out of camp in the season? Is it just camp, camp, no, camp? Never stops. <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that good though having the structure of a season do you like that like other sports i do of... personally because i come from again a judo background where it was like you compete you compete you compete go 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 um but i have no, i am noticing the older i get <laughs> the harder it feels yeah um, but... i'm looking for a little bit of a break after after the finals It'd be a different type of break though won't it with two kids running around that's the thing uh, now it's a, it's a different kind of energy you have to find I just want to have my mom come down and I just want to sleep for 24 hours. That's the kind of, it doesn't even have to be anything crazy. I just want to just get yeah. some sleep. <laughs> how, how, how's the two-year-old at sleeping? Is he good? Or he's is good. He... No, good. He's, um, it was touch and go when he first moved in. Obviously he was one. So it was like, 
and more than anything, I, I was just like, I couldn't sleep because I was like, mm. is he breathing? Yeah, like I was looking at the monitor. I don't, I have never dealt with kids really before. I didn't know what I was doing. Kind of just thrown into the deep end really fast. Um, so, but now we're good. He's good. He's, uh, he's talking now. So he's very um, opinionated and he knows what he wants. We've got a, we've got a good thing going, but he yeah. is the moment he wakes up until the moment he goes to sleep 110 miles an hour. So yeah, you can't, you can't take their eye, your eye off them when they're, when they're roads around and things like that as well. No. Oh my gosh. No, he's like, has no sense of, yeah, they have no sense of like safety or danger or, you know, the oven, the stove, like no, no sense of any of that stuff. So you definitely have to be aware at all times, but it's yeah. been, he's my little buddy. We have, we have a great time. Yeah. As you say, no time to worry about fighting, but just as, as we finish now on the, the fighting conversation, do you feel confident at this point of defending a title or reclaiming the title this year? Yes. Good. <laughs> Harrison show. Great stuff. Well, Kayla Harrison really, I appreciate you speaking to us, especially straight from training. Go and uh, cool down, have a shower, ice bath, whatever you're doing next. And uh, hopefully, hopefully speak to you again in the future. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Fascinating conversation, Kayla Harrison, when we did that video, and you can see it on Sky Sports YouTube page. Just uh, very sweaty after finishing training, but fascinating conversation. Amazing, and kudos to her for taking charge of her young nephew and niece, different ages, different challenges there with that, and sleep being one of them as a professional athlete. I'm sure she's uh, navigating that as, as best she can, and fantastic. She's had a great career in MMA, fantastic judoka, and interesting that talking about the Olympics in Tokyo, which is getting underway today, the official ceremony, noon, our time, Friday, uh, July 23rd, I believe. Got a different watch on. There's another date on it today. But it's uh, the absence of crowds, the absence of fanfare, the absence of glitz and glamour. Maybe that will have influenced things and maybe enhance some people's performance who maybe get some of that stage fright that Kayla was talking about, maybe diminish others who need that stimulation. Uh, but really interesting to speak to her, that challenge of being a parent and an athlete, particularly a fighter. And, and it's revealing, actually, that she says that the psychology of switching on is pretty straightforward for her from going from caring, kindness, preaching, compassion, and then going in and, and engaging in a violent sport. She can make that switch. Whereas Conor McGregor, actually, a most famous MMA star, obviously lost to Dustin Poirier in January, lost again recently with a horror leg break, which we covered on the podcast in, in some senses. But um had lamented the fact that maybe lamented but reflected that he didn't benefit from having his children with him for that fight camp in january on fight island in the middle east and that that sort of i guess had taken the edge off his aggression and things like that which is a, there is a softening effect of your parents never being around your children of course there is it has to be particularly if you engage in such a brutal sport as your career anyway Really impressed. Really appreciate Kayla Harrison. Check out uh, Judo Kayla. K A Y L A is her social media. Follow her story and enjoy the Judo at the Olympics. Maybe might pique your interest that one. Um, and thank you to you for listening. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Uh, get in touch with Jason Briggs, Manchester United fan organizer of local football all good uh, guy and his team go to bang and Olufsen, cheltenham 
and you can get your numbers there or B&O underscore Cheltenham on Twitter and Instagram and Cytoplan if you are looking to optimize your immunity food-based supplement company thank you to them for their association with the podcast supplements we've been taking for 20 plus years you can get a discount with the code it's 30% up front by the way 10% thereafter I believe Draper 10R D-R-A-P-E-R all capital letters the numerals one zero and the capital letter R thank you for listening to the podcast have a great weekend goodbye for now